3: Of, uh, you know, whatever. It's our number. Our hour number two. It's nine o'clock on it's the east our, coast. Uh, it's our hour number two here on Prime <laughs> 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 Time Action. You Matt nailed it and you question yourself. Kelly ben- well, it's hour number two and <laughs> hour number three. It would be hour number three typically in a normal show. So you know, it's it's a little bit of both. It's it's the hour. It's the it's the two three hour is what we'll call it here on Prime Time Action. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and Jeff Parles in. Uh, Gil will be back. On Monday, we have two preseason NFL games going. And as I said before we went to break, Jeff, I think this Chiefs team is going to be really bad this year. Oh, it's I think they're going to be horrible. Patrick Mahomes, this guy, I can't believe he's starting. 10 of 18, Washing 78 out. yards, no touchdowns,
4: and an interception. This is uh, this has been a pretty bad showing for two quarterbacks that are supposed to. Or, again, we know Mahomes is the yeah. best in the world. and Tyler Murray, who, again, this is a – Huge year for Arizona. If you don't make the playoffs in the third year of Kyler Murray's rookie contract, when are you going to make the playoffs at this point? Uh, Kyler Murray so far has been brutal. One of four, two yards, not good. One carry for eight yards. Arizona has negative one yards on offense against Kansas City's defense. That's brutal. And look, the Kansas City thing has been weird tonight because... Kansas City's first drive was a great, methodical drive the ball down the field, and then there was miscommunication between Mahomes and and Hardman. And I I follow a lot of Kansas City guys on Twitter because I spent seven years in the state of Missouri, Mm -hmm. Matt it's all, all the problems from Holmes tonight has been miscommunication with Hardman. So I don't know what the heck is going on with
3: those two tonight, which is interesting because he is the guy that we all know is going to have to step up and be the number Mm -hmm. two there for this team, Sammy Watkins out the door. And so that is uh, going to need to be rectified. But hey, look, we're still three weeks away from, from the beginning of the season. So hopefully they'll be able to get that all figured out. Kelly, what's going on in the rest of sports here?
5: Yeah. So uh, scoring that game right now, currently three to nothing, seven and a half minutes left in in the first half chiefs three and a half live and 28 and a half is your live total for that game uh, over in the other game going on washington football team and the Bengals tied up at three we have 12 and a half minutes left in the second quarter washington uh, minus one live and 29 is the total over major league baseball Braves still up on the Orioles, three to nothing. Bottom of the seventh. Now, if you wanted to get in live, you can get plus seven fifty on the Orioles. Five and a half is your live total. The Yankees out to a seven two lead over the Twins now. Top of the sixth. If you wanted to get in on the Twins, you can get fourteen to one and thirteen and a half is the live total. Blue Jays up on the Tigers, one to nothing. Top of the eighth. The Indians up on the Angels, five to one. Bottom of the sixth. Angels twelve to one live. If you wanted to grab some of that, nine and a half is the total. White Sox doubling up the Rays right now, four to two in the bottom of the sixth. White Sox minus three eighty, Rays plus two ninety, and nine and a half the total. Red Sox shutting out the Rangers five nothing bottom of the fifth. Reds shutting out the Marlins five nothing top of the seventh. Astros shutting out the Mariners, 7-0 bottom of the third. That's a runaway already, 13.5 live total. Brewers and Nationals tied at zero, top of the fourth inning. The Nationals minus 160 live. Brewers plus 130 and 7.5 and the total. Pirates and Cardinals scoreless. Bottom of the second inning, Cardinals minus two hundred live, Pirates plus one sixty five and six and a half live total. And Rockies and Diamondbacks scoreless in the top of the second inning. Rockies minus one fifty live. Diamondbacks plus one twenty and ten and a half the total.
3: Jeff,
4: can we get an update on the on the Jeff Parl's parlay? I am most concerned about the Blue Jays here, even though they are, even though I have three games that are currently tied mm-hmm. and with no score. Are the Tigers threatening? Yeah, the Tigers have a runner at second with one out in the top of the order up, and the Blue Jays have had multiple opportunities to crack this game wide open and just haven't done it. The only run was a Vlad Jr. homer. So uh, a little bit worried there, but everyone else, the, the Braves, I feel confident about them holding a three-run lead against the Orioles, who have not won a game in a very long time. Uh, 15 straight losses for them. The Yankees are up big. Uh, Cincinnati and Boston are up comfortably. And the other games are just getting started. So, uh, yeah, you know, looking... Washington just took a 2-0 lead on Milwaukee. But I have five innings with the Washington bullpen looming. I'm not worried there. I, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good about where you're
5: at. Yeah, besides that last update he just gave, uh, looking, looking pretty dang good yeah. everywhere else. It would make sense if Ben Wilson's team blew it up for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling
3: pretty good. You know what? I would like to have a – well, I don't know if they'll be done in time for us to have a winner video here on Primetime Action. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Jeff Parles. We are uh, – we also have this Washington-Cincinnati game. It is also a barn burner of 3-3 uh, three to three that is going on there in that one. And now, listen, Cincinnati didn't play uh, their starters for the most part here. And – Ryan Fitzpatrick did play for Washington. He goes 7 of 13. He's out of there now. Taylor Heineke is in. Uh, Fitzpatrick, 7 of 13, 96 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He did take a sack. Antonio Gibson had seven carries for 28 yards. And if we look down, Antonio Gibson, a couple of catches out of the backfield. Uh, Logan Thomas with a catch. Cam Sims with a catch. And Terry McLaurin with a catch. Uh, I know some some fantasy players that will be feeling pretty good to see the Antonio Gibson 2- receptions because historically Ryan Fitzpatrick is not really thrown to his backs that much. And that has been a concern I know for a lot of people here, but what is your are, what, real quick before we, we get into the saints here for our mm-hmm. 32 teams in 32 days? Are you, are you as bullish as I guess you, I could say that Gil and I, and maybe even Kelly to an extent are on Washington in that
4: NFC East? Their defense, to me, is the best unit in the division. Them Mm. and the Dallas offense are clearly the two best Mm. units in the division. The only concern is it is still Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we have not had a blow-up season from Fitzpatrick in five years now. The last one of those was the 2016 debacle with Mm. the Jets. We're due for one of those. That is what I'm a little bit concerned about. Haneke, okay, great story against the Bucs in the playoffs. Yeah. Dude's never shown it in the regular season. So, I do like. I do have a small bet on him to win a division mm-hmm. of plus 250. But I, I, I'm i a
5: lot less bullish today than I was about a month ago when I made the bet. That division is one that I'm not going to be getting getting involved in at all preseason. I, I think it's very very clear to me Washington has by far the highest floor in the division. The Cowboys have by far the, the highest ceiling, in, in my opinion at least. So, I, I just, the Cowboys are so questionable every year. That's more, more the questions about the Cowboys have me thrown off on that division than anybody else.
3: So, here's the other thing about this. And, like, again, I, I bring this up and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we have seen a lot of times where quarterbacks get up in age and then just fall off a cliff. And, like, we've seen it with a ton of these guys. I mean, look, Drew Brees, we saw him fall off a cliff. We saw the production and the arm strength of of Phillip Rivers really go down. We've seen a lot of these different quarterbacks get into that upper 30s, and then they just wake up and they're old, you know. And, like, everyone – we look at Tom Brady and get spoiled and think that everyone can play into their 40s. That's just not the way it works. That's never been the way that that it works. And so, um, you know, again, not saying it's going to happen,
4: but this could be the year. Could be the year. Could be. I mean, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers uh, kind of uh, saying it uh, doesn't yeah. matter how old we are. We're still really good. I don't think good. Fitzpatrick's on the TB12. No, I, don't, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I don't
3: think he's on the TB12 system. I, I've tried to get Kelly to get on the TB12 system. So you want to do it? Yeah, no, he, no,
5: I'm not doing it. He's,
3: he's more
4: on mine. We got the big, big yeah, beard going.
3: His is looking and, fantastic.
4: Midland and Fitzy are in the same mold. <laughs> All
3: right, so we don't run out of time here because I know we have takes here. Let's, uh, let's head up 32 teams in 32 shows
4: truck
5: rally music, you know, Sunday, Sunday, monster
4: Truck Rally. Get down to the fairgrounds. Hey, uh, the Saints last Mm -hmm. year, guys, 12 and four, two seed in the NFC, won a division in the South, fourth consecutive division title last year for New Orleans. Drew Brees, of course, final season in the NFL, a mixed bag, over 12 starts, Mm -hmm. of course, had the injury. Taysom Hill, not Jameis Winston, got the four starts in the games. Brees missed. They, of course, won wild-card weekend in the Nickelodeon game. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky still has the uh, the orange blimp award <laughs> that they gave him. Uh, 21-9 in that game. But, again, a, a game where the Saints had a lead in the second half against Tampa in the divisional round. Turnovers did them in in the 30-20 loss to Tampa, of course, in route for the Bucks to a Super Bowl championship. They were fifth in points on offense, seventh fewest turnovers. 17 was that number. They were really good running the ball, which you don't normally – Associate with mm-hmm. New Orleans, sixth most rushing yards, fifth most rushing attempts, and the most rushing touchdowns. Uh, Alvin Kamara's Christmas definitely helped that one out. Yeah, uh, thirty for the uh, Saints as a team, but. Matt, this defense was really good a year ago. Mm -hmm. The fifth and least amount of points uh, allowed, fourth fewest yards allowed, and they forced turnovers, third most in the league last year. Yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, Drew Brees
3: retired, so we're starting the Jameis or the Taysom era here. And the other thing that's kind of looming around this team is a lot of the offseason stuff that I don't think a lot of people are talking about as well. This team was in cap hell. They had to cut a bunch of guys. They had to restructure a bunch of guys in order to get this this, uh, roster where they could even basically put a team together. Not to mention the offseason stuff going on with Michael. Thomas, right? I mean, this is a guy that waited until June to have surgery. They were none too pleased that he waited as long as he did to have that surgery. Then he takes to social media, kind of throwing jabs at the team as well. So there is some stuff kind of looming uh, about this team as well. Now, from a free agent standpoint, they brought back Quan Alexander. He missed all last year with a torn Achilles. They brought in an, an edge rusher and, and Tano Passagno. Uh, they brought in cornerback Brian Poole, offensive lineman Jared Sweezy, tight end Nick Vanette, and then and running back Devontae Freeman and really, really, you know, when we talk about a lot of these teams and what they did in free agency, the the Saints are really way down there. And, again, they were in cap hell. They didn't really have a lot of money to go out and try to acquire a bunch of, of talent. And so the draft picks, defensive end Peyton Turner with the first-round pick, Pete Werner, linebacker, with the second-round pick. They got Paulson Debo in the third round of the corner. He's going to have to start immediately for them. They took Ian Book, quarterback, in the fourth round, Landon Young, an offensive tackle, in the sixth. Uh, they took a wide receiver in the seventh that is uh, likely to be a practice squad guy. ESPN, 17th ranked roster as we head into 2021. Football Outsiders had this offense, and you just you just mentioned, like, you know, look, the offense and defense were good last year. It, it, and we talk about the decline of Drew Brees, but look, he just kind of changed the way he plays football. He was just kind of efficient with a bunch of short dump-off passes, and that's the way they moved the ball. They were 7th overall offense in DVOA last year. They were the 2nd overall defense in DVOA last year. Football Outsiders has them at 9.5 wins is their mean projection. As a playoff contender, 40.6% of the The time, which is kind of that nine to eleven win range that they call a playoff contender, winning the Super Bowl four point six percent of the time. Now, if you want to go to the other side about what you might not like about this team, they have the fourth toughest schedule in the NFL as we head into the season, according to Warren Sharp over Sharp Football. He has them projected at nine flat wins, which is what you see on their screen right now as the uh, as the total for this team. The offensive line, defensive line should actually be fairly good strengths for this team. Um, pro Football Focus actually has them simulated for 8.3 wins, so below that nine total there. They, but they do have the offensive line at fourth overall in the league heading into the season. Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramzig, best ta- tackle tandem pretty much in the league and maybe even by a wide margin. Eric McCoy at center, one of the more dependable centers in the league. Anders Pete was a pretty big disappointment for this team first couple of years that he was there, but he, he kind of got back more average this past year, which again, if you have some really good guys and an average guy, you know they can rise up there. And Cesar Ruiz is a guy that's going to have to take a step in the second year. But listen, this is what we see with young offensive linemen: they they struggle the first year, and they really take some some big steps in, in year two and three. He was actually 67th out of 84 qualifying guards. Last year, the defensive line eighth overall. Trey Hendrickson is gone. He had fifty quarterback pressures. I might add that's a pretty big gone. But Marcus Davenport borderline elite when he's healthy. The problem is he just always has health concerns. He's an eighty-two. He's an eighty-second percentile pass rusher when he's healthy. He's an eighty-eighth percentile run defender when he's healthy. Again, it's just keeping him on the on the field. And Cam Jordan also pretty super dependable for them. And then the secondary, as we go in, Jeff the seventeenth rated according to Pro Football Focus to enter the year. Janoris Jenkins was a cap casualty, so he had to go. Like I mentioned, um, they're going to have to start their third-round rookie because of all of this. Marshawn Lattimore has actually declined each of the last three seasons that he's been in the league. So we've seen this. We've talked about quarterbacks. We were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. We see this with corners all the time, yeah. too, as well. It's like you're elite, you're elite, you're elite, and then you just fall off a cliff. And Marshawn Lattimore, considered, widely considered, three years ago, to be one of the very best lockdown, shutdown corners there is in the league. And, again, his has declined. each of the last three seasons that he's been in the league. And so, look, I know that there's a lot of people who are high on this team. I know there's a lot of people who think that it doesn't matter who plays quarterback, that Sean Payton is his quarterback whisperer, and he's going to be able to come in, and no matter what, he's going to be able to, to guide this offense here. But you're starting this season without Michael Thomas on the field, and we don't know how many games he's going to miss. You're relying on a, you're relying on a bunch of unproven wide receivers and either an unproven quarterback in Taysom Hill or the last time we saw you know Jameis Winston he threw 30 interceptions and and so Jeff for for me I understand yes the defense is probably going to be pretty solid and I know they've got a good offensive line but if you don't have that at the playmaker position in today's NFL specifically if you don't have it at quarterback if you don't have it at wide receiver. I just don't know how much success you can have, especially in a division that includes the Bucks and a a couple of uh, an up-and-coming Panthers team. And who knows? Maybe, maybe the Falcons play to their ceiling. You know, I mean, you know, whatever. Maybe the Falcons play to their
4: ceiling. You know, Carolina, I don't think is going to be much of a factor in this division. I just think Darnold is not going. He's going to be slightly better than he was in New York, which means Mm -hmm. he'll go from awful to bad, which is not much of an improvement there. For New Orleans. It comes down to Sean Payton picking the right quarterback. And I think he's going to pick the wrong one. That's my issue here. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill's not an NFL starting quarterback right. to me. He's a gadget guy. You he can, didn't get drafted as a quarterback. He, I mean, he was, no one he a, even he, wanted him he, as a quarterback. He was a, he was a <laughs> special teams guy yeah, yeah. coming out of college. Yeah. And now you're asking a guy who, again, when he was at BYU, it feels like it was 14 years yeah, ago yeah, at this yeah. rate, uh, was pretty good when his foot was healthy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had horrible foot problems when he was at BYU. I understand Jameis Winston in the past has been a turnover mm-hmm. machine, and he's coming off in 2019, the last time he was a full time starter, the most entertaining season of all time. It really where was. Where he threw 30 touchdowns and threw 30 interceptions. I followed it intently. Matt, yes. there will never be a season like that again in all likelihood in league mm-hmm. history. And if there is, we'll be all over it as the most entertaining. And, season and probably ever not
3: again. because, like, this is the thing that we're talking about with a lot of these quarterbacks when we're when we're talking about these other prop bets and stuff. was like there probably won't be another opportunity for a guy to get to 30 picks because he'll get benched. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. You just (laughs) get like the fact that he yeah. even was allowed to
4: get there uh, is it, it, insanity. It was, it was remarkable. Yeah. I, it was truly remarkable. And the fact that he walked it off with a pick six yeah. for a number thirty to end the season was truly remarkable. I think remarkable. I will always remember
5: where I was. When I saw when I saw the end of that game, <laughs> Jeff, and tracking that 30 30 season, I, I literally could not, I can tell you right now, I can't tell you another significant game like a result that day, which I'm sure there were many that that punched playoff tickets and everything. And I'm sitting there downtown at the D rooting for Jameis to throw a 30th interception and walk-off style does it with a pick six
4: there were there were two there were two moments from that NFL Sunday that made made it that and Miami beating New England which caused which in essence was the most important result of the entire NFL Mm -hmm. season because Kansas City got the bye Kansas City ended up winning a Super Bowl because of it man man, I I do want to bring up on the defensive side real quick here because losing Trey Hendrickson is a big deal Mm -hmm. and to a lot of casual NFL fans, they're like, wait a second. We're really going to overreact to a dude who had, again, last year, absolutely incredible. Was really working a work in progress yeah. up until last year. But Marcus Davenport can't stay healthy. And Cameron Jordan, as good as he was for four years, we saw the step backwards a year ago. He was still good, yeah. but he wasn't great like he was. Mm-hmm. And the concern, especially with them being weaker in the secondary, especially corner, Losing Jackrabbit to Tennessee Mm -hmm. because of the cap casualty. Lattimore has gone backwards. You're going to have some combination of of Crawley, Poole, and uh, Adebo, the the, the, the rookie, uh, at corner for them. I'm concerned about that. And when you're in a division where Atlanta's biggest strength is throwing the ball, they they don't have good running backs on that team. Tampa can do anything against Anything you. they want. Anything yeah, yeah. they want. And Brady, I think, is going to have a monster mm-hmm. year. And when you look at the schedule where, oh, week one, we get Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers still angry at, the, at his franchise still. You get Seattle in Seattle. That's a bad matchup because of mm-hmm. Russell Russell Wilson's going to be cooking in that game. You get a bad draw with Josh Allen and Buffalo coming to New Orleans on Thanksgiving. Again, we know that this – the schedule could look really difficult at the beginning of the year and mm-hmm. turn out to be an easy one. And New Orleans could get lucky with injuries and so on and so forth, Matt. But on paper, if he picks Taysom Hill to be the starter, and I think Sean Payton is going to, this is an 8-9, and 7-10. and 10, yeah. At yeah. best case scenario, 9-8, and 10-17. And, and here's the thing. It's like it, you move moving the ball in, in –
3: I keep trying to emphasize this, like moving the ball early in the season when they don't have Michael Thomas out there, it is yeah. it's going to be Marcus Calloway and Trequan Smith are going to be your number one and number two receiver. Everyone's like, Oh, just give it to Alvin Kamara. If you're a defensive coordinator in the NFL, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to, you're <laughs> Take going to put everything in like <laughs> beat me, Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill and and trequan Smith and Marcus Callaway, like beat me. If you think you can do, beat me, I'm not letting Alvin Kamara. It's not happening. You <laughs> know, and, 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 and like, so everyone just like, no, Oh, you got Alvin Kamara and they keep like brushing this off and I'm like what are you talking about like, any defensive coordinator that has any sense of how to how to beat this team is going to just say there is zero percent chance Alvin Kamara is going to be if Jameis Winston throws for 350 yards
4: because TreQuan Smith and Marcus Callaway have an incredible day then so be it well and also too Matt Tight end was a big strength to this team yeah, for a Jared long Cook's time. Gone. Uh, Jared Cook's gone. Obviously, Jimmy Graham yeah. for for almost a, a full decade. We're talking about Nick Vanette who has been a career two or three tight yeah. end, and Adam Trotman out of Dayton, who... Didn't do much yeah. of anything in his rookie year. So you're you're taking away safety blankets, which also, by the way, one other thing that I'm concerned with with Taysom and quarterback is when Taysom played in the four games a year ago, Alvin Kamara's receptions went way yeah. down. Yeah, And even though Jameis is more likely that he also is going to push the ball down the field, I think with the way Jameis is going to be so self-conscious about not throwing yep. interceptions, if Jameis is in there, you're going to be able to get the ball to Kamara more mm-hmm. often out of the uh, in the passing game mm-hmm. with Hill that was not there last year, and I don't think it would be there this year. So, I, we're, we're simpatico on this, man. Like, I, yeah. I am I am
3: super, super, super down on, on this Saints team, and listen, I mean, I'm, everyone knows, you've watched the show, I'm from Louisiana, <laughs> I, whatever, now, I'm, I'm a huge Saints fan, this has nothing to do with, it's not like one of those self-hating things or whatever, where I know, you know, I just, there's just a lot of stuff here that are putting up a ton of red flags, and in a division with the Bucs, where you got to play them twice in the schedule again, it looks like it could be the fourth hardest in all the NFL. I think it could be a rough season for the Saints. We'll update you on everything going on in the sports world. Not much in these football games, I can tell you that. It is primetime action here on Beast. Time-time action from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free Odds Trader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. And as soon as I
4: said there was nothing happening in the game, Jeff, things happened. Well, quarterback controversy in Kansas yeah. City now, right? That's, that's sure. how this works for preseason. Chad Henney comes in, sixth place, 77 yards, 51 seconds. Oh, and Michael Hardman caught the touchdown. Get her done, Michael <laughs> Hardman. That's all they needed. You came
3: for Mahomes versus Kyler. You get Henny versus Colt McCoy, and that's that's where
4: the action starts. And why not uh, nine nothing uh, Kansas City? Uh, P.A.T. pending for Butker, but uh, really, again, can't overreact the preseason. Mm-hmm. As we know, the storyline of tonight is that Arizona's offense has looked absolutely dreadful the whole way through. And and Matt. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. This is the put-up-or-shut-up year for Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. If Arizona misses the playoffs for a third consecutive year, he isn't surviving. He's right. not keeping his job. He's going to be out, and someone else is going to have that job uh, for the 2022 season. We're, it didn't add, It didn't equal any
3: points. We're still tied at three in Cincinnati and Washington. That said, if this is true, no one believes him. No one believes it is actually an open quarterback competition, but – Ryan Fitzpatrick was 7 of 13 for 96 yards. Heineke's 9 of 9 for 62.
5: What's his, you got his rushing pulled up in front of you? Because he's he has uh, tucked the ball and taken off a couple times.
3: He's uh, got 17 rushing as well.
5: Yeah, that's, uh, I, I feel like that's the difference so often between some of these backups and starters in these situations. Like, you're talking about that Chiefs-Cardinals game. You you know that Murray and Mahomes are being told, like, okay, you don't get to run in these games. Like, stay in the pocket, make your throws, don't get hurt. You're Taylor Heineke, you're like, I'm taking off. Like, it's all good. I'm taking yeah. off for 15 yards. <laughs> No one him.
3: believes him, but if there's really an open quarterback competition, he is outplaying Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. And of course, uh, soon and as he
4: that an pick. interception. <laughs> oh man, is that really a pick? Come on! Henneke <laughs> oh. thinks it hit it the ground. I thought down. that was a pick. Uh, I thought Otherwise that was a pick it Bounced well. off some dude's shoe and into, uh, into somebody else's hands. <laughs> oh, it's good. The refs have no idea what happened there. No so that, that, that's always good. Oh, uh, uh, it's, it's season four for the refs, man. Yeah, there. Here we go. It's.
3: Uh, I, oh, I think he go ahead and called it. First down. You just can't get any points, Kelly. Uh, he
4: called it the other way. He called it a first down the other way. Like, it's an interception. Oh, that, that was good camera work. They didn't even show <laughs> us. Uh, didn't even show where the ball went there. Oh, boy. Uh... That's a catch.
5: And hit the ground. That's a
4: catch. That hit the ground. A <laughs> that
5: the ground. Absolutely a that
3: pick. was absolutely a pick. <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah, this is going to be a bad angle. But the tip, doing, the tip of the ball hits the ground. If you're just joining us, it's because Kelly has <laughs> a cross-sport money line parlay going tonight that includes the Washington football team.
5: So, slow this down, cameraman. Come on. Or, or uh, editors. Let's see. Come on. Come let's on. See.
4: And... That looks pretty good to me. Oh no! Oh, on! The, he's zooming on the helmet, guys. Oh uh, yeah! They were like, "Look at the look at the
3: craftsmanship on this helmet." Now, now one frame more. Oh wait, that's no, it. No, yeah. one frame back. There it is, right there. Ball on the ground. But his hands are his underneath. Is no, it on there on the
4: side of it? My, in our, my replay booth, call stands. I think that's going to stand, even though uh, it was a little closer than I thought it was going to. The be. problem
5: is, I think the ball hits the ground, but they call it a pick on the field. I'm with you. I think they're going to say call stands. So, Jeff, we do have three
3: first pitches yet to come tonight Mm -hmm. if people want to get going. Have we seen any movement here
4: on any of these? So, uh, we're down to, as you said, three Uh, in ten minutes in in Oakland. Again, this is the biggest game of the night Mm -hmm. by far where the Giants – look, the Giants need to keep winning because the Dodgers are just not losing right now. They're taking advantage of bad teams. They swept the Mets last weekend. They swept the Pirates and uh, handled the Mets last night. Uh, Right now – If anything, it's a little bit of Giant love here. Mm -hmm. Even money now on on the A's at DraftKings. Minus 120 on the Giants in Oakland. So a road game for San Fran. Alex Wood, who is been a little bit lucky this year mm-hmm. pitched pretty well but uh his win-loss record much better than than all of his numbers and then Caprillian, who has been a wonderful story he has been Oakland this great year. for them uh just a matter of will he have enough left in the tank to get through the rest of the year i have no bet on this game and again awfully important game for both teams a's trying to stay in that second wild card giants trying to hold off the dodgers and get that awfully important number one seed by the way they only over- Overturn the call in Landover there for Kelly Bidlin. There you so go, they Kelly. Listen to Kelly. You guys are, you guys eyes
3: are
5: in preseason. Hey, we just need them to win. We don't care how much they win by. We just need them to win. But of course they come out third and two and then do a fade to the uh, back backcourt. I, I, Kelly, I, Kelly,
4: I'm pretty sure that a field goal here is might might be enough might to get enough, you home here. Yeah.
5: You, it might six, be, six
4: might, you might be enough be good. to win this game. Uh, you, oh no, he bobbled. No, that was a complete. No, no, you might be. He got an no elbow
3: down, but then he bobbled. You might be down, good with it, you don't want him to go for it here
5: though. No, you want to no, kick, kick the field a field goal. goal please. You, need the, you need the field goal. I love field goal.
3: You need the field goal something fierce. Uh, a couple of uh, later baseball games we'll touch on the other side here. A couple of huge, huge favorites in that one. We'll talk some golf as well. Primetime action here on Visa. VEASAN college Football Betting Guide is here, exclamation point. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert an- an analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams. Plus, power ratings for every team as well. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 and start your free all-access trial today, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Here, all we needed was the backups to come in. And Kelly, you made an an amazing point about what's going on in this Chiefs and Cardinals game, the two quarterbacks in Chad Henney <laughs> and Colt McCoy maybe combined have the most preseason snaps of any quarterbacks like in history. If you told me that right now, I'd be like, I believe that. A hundred percent. Yeah, if they were like, that's they're one and two, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Adds up, definitely adds up for sure. I wouldn't argue it, that's for sure. They are moving the ball. Of course, the the Chad Henney touchdown pass and here goes Colt McCoy moving the ball for the Cardinals. Uh, the field goal did go go through so Kelly is at least for the moment winning his uh his bet though there's 14 seconds left in the half for things to go to go poorly here um as far as your parlay
4: we are looking at uh we one have, team not cooperating we correct? have one winner though at least uh Kelly for for both Kelly and I all right we're home and at least one leg of uh, for me uh, again monster favorites Eight, eight teams for me. Mm-hmm. I know the, 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 the squarest of bets of all time. There for me, but you uh, get to I, this point in the season, though. Yeah, hey, look, I've oh, bet.
5: I think I've bet more baseball Matt, this week than I have all season, <laughs> so, and so far they've all been winners. They're just like you know, more than two dollar favorites.
4: So, so Kelly, Max Freed with a Maddox. Four hits, four strikeouts, no walks, ninety pitches, complete game shutout. Braves beat the Orioles three to nothing. The Orioles now have lost sixteen straight, Matt, and they have not covered the run line in any of those sixteen. Dude, this guy threw a complete game sh- with four strikeouts. <laughs> with I mean, four, he wasn't even
5: missing bats. It, it was just like we can't get hits. It's 9-30 on the East Coast. This is like the quickest baseball game in, in like half thirty-two hours. years, apparently. So. The
3: Orioles have lost by two or more runs in 16 straight games—the longest streak by any team since we were all there, the 1876 Cincinnati Red Stockings.
6: Yes.
5: All right. So, like, there we go. The, so the the stat. The Kelly Bidlin's version of that stat is is wait, say the beginning again. Ever just it just a race since eighteen something. <laughs> it's ever because we should not be comparing anything
3: in twenty twenty one to eighteen. What did you say? Seventy six. Eighteen seventy six. The Cincinnati Red Stockings. Awesome. They did it eighteen times in a row. <laughs> that team went nine and fifty six on the season. Competitive
4: yeah. math yeah. yeah, that team uh, went nine and fifty six for the season. Oh, oh, by the way, also. Uh, Chad Henney, excuse me, not Chad Henney. I got to get my backup quarterbacks right. Colt McCoy just threw an interception at the end of the half. So uh, Kansas City's going to have a, a lead into the locker room of ten nothing. Kelly's into the locker room as well with a six three lead. With Washington, I- I'm kind of surprised that the Pittsburgh Alleghenies weren't the one to set that record
5: there, man. I just on I July fourth, eighteen eighty six, Colorado was admitted as the thirty eighth United States. State. <laughs> What we're
3: talking about. Like, what are we comparing? That's true. That's true. But I mean, they existed. The Cincinnati, whatever, stockings. Long stockings. The red stockings. The red was. stockings
4: are the long stockings. <laughs> well, those are the reds. Those are the modern day reds,
3: Matt. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk the Northern Trust. If you were not with us at the top of the show, uh, John Rom held on to his lead, but only by one stroke because a massive, massive round from not only Tony Finau, but Xander Shoffley, Keith Mitchell, we had Jordan Spieth rocket up the leaderboard as well. So, sitting at 12 under, John Rom, but 11 under, only one stroke back, Tony Finau, Xander, Justin Thomas, Keith Mitchell, all just two strokes back at 10 under. Harold Varner struggled a little bit late, but again, another solid round. He's sitting at 9 under as well. If you go down, we mentioned Speeth 62. He shot today to rocket all the way up to 8 under. Brooks Kepka shoots 64 to get to 8-under. We we keep talking about the names, and it's name after name after name. Victor Hovland, Patrick Cantlay, Lee Westwood. All these guys are right there within striking distance of this should John Rahm not continue what he's doing so far. You see the odds on your screen. Plus 160, though. Man, it's a one-stroke lead. It's a two-stroke lead over Vina. It's a two-stroke lead over Xander and JT. Plus 160. I don't I think I can do it, Jeff. I understand he's the best golfer on the planet right now, but that's a lot
4: of big names looking to track him down. I actually think the price is right. That's just how well Rom Mm -hmm. is playing. And again, he hasn't played in a while either. That's that's the scary part of this. He hasn't played in a month and... Right back to it, and, and dominant right and, now, and that was the scary part to, for me to yeah. bet him. Like I, pre pre tournament, I was like, I
3: can't. It's hard yeah. for me to invest in a guy because I don't. Coming off his second bout of COVID, I don't know. Like we don't, he, we don't he, know. Yeah, I mean, how, how do so, you? Apparently, it makes you play better golf. So, so,
4: so just look at the guys behind him, and, and look, we're, we're we're on a day where Xander Shaufley and Jordan Spieth both shot sixty two today. Mm-hmm. And Shaffley's, uh two shots out. Finau's a shot behind. JT's two shots behind. speed a little bit further down. If you're looking at this board right now, I think the only other guy that would be worth the bet is Justin Thomas. Just because it was really a six-hole stretch where Thomas did not play well yeah. today. He played the back nine first uh, poorly. We he today. struggled
3: a little bit yesterday as Correct. well. Like he, he was he on was, fire he, on
4: the front nine. He yeah. was just ma- he was just. I know it's weird to say he was saving birdie, yeah. but that's what he was doing at the end of the yeah. round yesterday. And what did he do on the his back nine, the front nine today? Five under. He's mm-hmm. totally dominant. So, JT's the only guy I look at here. I, look, Tony Finau just doesn't win golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. That, that's what he does. He finishes in the top 10, the top 20, but he just doesn't win golf tournaments. And Xander, again... I know guys have gone low in this tournament. Obviously, Rahm and, and JT went 63 in the, in the first round, 62 from Speeth and Shoffley. I'm just a little bit concerned about betting guys who go the lowest round in the tournament, which Speeth and Shoffley have done. Uh, and, and again, the one other thing that Kelly brought up before, John Rahm is not in the top 10 of any major statistical category mm-hmm. in this tournament. Yeah. What happens if Rahm really gets going? He could run away and hide here. That's my one concern with anyone other than him here.
5: I am, uh, I'm very scared of that to i do think there is one guy i'm going to add here tonight matt patrick cantley was a guy i was looking at hard before the tournament started came in uh ranked pretty high in most of my models now looking at 35 to 1 at DraftKings, if i could find a 40 to 1 or something here in town i will bet that where i can bet him at a much better number than what he was getting at pre-tournament and he's only five shots off the lead um a lot of big names up there. I think. I think it's a little, a little ballsy to bet anybody that's not in those it, within a couple strokes of those guys. But I do think Cantley has got the game that he could p- claw himself back into it.
3: Apparently, uh, having Tiger Woods caddy is a good thing.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knew? Yeah, yeah. who knew? Apparently,
3: having Tiger Woods caddy is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, seven to one on any of these guys that are real close don't hate it I don't need to add any of them but I mean it, Justin I, Thomas like
5: Jeff said I think yeah. seven
3: to one on him would be like big. I wouldn't hate it if you added any of those guys at seven to one because look it's 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 a very short lead and, and Rom could actually finally struggle on this course we'll talk Jordan Shorewood we'll talk a little UFC on the other side here here's primetime action NFL preseason has kicked off, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on the season win totals, division finishes, and player awards as well. The guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college betting guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for a VEASAN All-Access subscription and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. And again, the trial is free, which costs you absolutely nothing. Just go and do it. Kelly, before we get to Jordan, give us one last little whip around here of what's going on in the sports world.
5: Yeah, we are at the half in both of the NFL games. Washington up on the Bengals six to three. Chiefs up on the Cardinals ten to nothing. Live numbers in that game. Chiefs seven and a half and twenty-seven and a half. Round Major League Baseball. Yankees up on the Twins eight to two in the bottom of the eighth. Tigers and Blue Jays all tied at one Jeff top of the 10th is the sweat is the sweat I, getting the, over the, there the, I look
4: the Blue Jays have had two runners on in six of the nine <laughs> innings in this game and have one run Grishik just grounded into a double play I, this is again I have two teams
5: that are behind right now that
4: I have more confidence than the Blue Jays getting home with just the way that this game has gone.
5: All right, all right. We'll keep our fingers crossed. The Indians up on the Angels eight to one top of the eighth. The White Sox up on the Rays four to two bottom of the eighth. Red Sox all over the Rangers, still six to nothing, bottom of the seventh now. Reds up on the Marlins five to three in the top of the ninth. The Astros ten to one over the Mariners in the top of the fifth. Nationals up on the Brewers, still 2-0 top of the sixth. Nationals minus 260 live. Brewers plus 210. 5.5 is the live total. Pirates are the 2-0 lead over the Cardinals. That came in the bottom of the fifth inning already. Pirates minus 190 live. Cardinals plus 155 and 6.5 and the live total. Diamondbacks and Rockies all tied at two in the bottom of the third. Rockies minus 250 live. And Diamondbacks plus 200, 12.5 live total. You can
3: find him on Twitter at WoodOn1063s, an MMA handicapper, an all-around great guy. Jordan Shortwood joins us here. Jordan, how you doing, buddy?
7: I'm good, Matt. Jeff, pleasure to talk with you. Week off, but back at it with uh, some UFC action tomorrow night. So we
3: look at the undercard here, and man, if you look at the betting odds, it is there's no just massive favorite here on on the undercard. A bunch of fairly tightly lined fights. Is there anything that you have circled, or anything's already in your account?
7: Yeah, uh, a couple of them, uh, you know, jump out to me uh, looking at Ignacio Bahamondes over Roosevelt Roberts. I think Roosevelt Roberts came in with a lot of uh, hype in his UFC career, and he looked good in a couple of outings, but uh, he got tagged in his last fight against Kevin Kroon, who's not a striker at all, actually looked listless. Kroon did in his fight against Alex Caceres. So I- I'm going to make a small play on Ignacio Bahamondes, thinking that he's going to bounce back uh, after uh, uh, his recent loss in the UFC. And the other one I'm paying attention to, and I'm waiting for a little bit more action to come in on William Knight before I make a small play on uh, Fabio Chiron. And you might be saying like, what are you talking about Jordan Chiron's 0-2 in his UFC career? He's been knocked out twice, uh, once against Alonzo Minifield, who's a very similar fighter to William Knight. I, I just think that Fabio is gonna be able to utilize his reach, utilize his better stand up. William Knight is an overhand right, and he's gonna look to take the fight to the ground. If Fabio Chiron uses distance, peppers him from, from distance. I think Sharon could steal one. So small plan Sharon, but Bahamanda also I'm taking a look at over Roosevelt Roberts, certainly on the undercard. card, Jordan, uh, what are you doing with the, with the main event here? Yeah. Main event. Look, uh, uh, Calvin Gastelum, he's only 29 years old. I mean, literally the dude like made his debut in the UFC in high school. It's shocking to admit, to admit that he's that young and look, he had a little bit of a skid uh, he lost three fights in a row, but all the top tier talent in the middleweight division did not look good in that loss against Jack Hermanson, but he did bounce back with a victory over Ian Heinisch, and all he did lose to Robert Whitaker. I think he's a, a bad matchup for Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannonier is, a, you know, an athletic freak. He's got knockout power, but he's going to have to win the fight in the first round, round and a half. Gastelum, rarely a guy that gets stopped, certainly by strikes. I think the, the combination of his wrestling and, and Cannoneer does, does get taken down in his UFC fights. will couple that with his cardio and his striking. I think that Calvin Gastelum is a, certainly a value pick uh, as an underdog. And I also believe that the fight will not go to distance. I, I've already played the under at four and a half because I guess I'll I'll, I'll shed a little bit if Contineer does catch him early. If not, I think Kelvin Gaston could ride out and get a submission later on in the fight to get the win.
3: One name people are certainly going to recognize, and one maybe not so much. Clay Guida is a slight underdog to Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen, a guy that um, if you did your homework on on this, would understand that he's actually a super high level uh, Olympic medalist wrestler, actually. Yep. Um, but uh, look, Clay Guida is only coming in about plus one forty
7: ish in this fight. Jordan, what do you uh, what do you think you see here? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Marco Madsen, silver medalist in the I think 2016 real Olympic games, yeah, came in with a lot of hype. Uh, but yeah, he, he's purely a wrestler, purely relies on that. Calvin Gasselman, my opinion, has enough wrestling, at least mixed martial arts wrestling, to make it a fight. And, and look, you know, quite glad that you know who he's going to be, you know, decent striking, decent wrestling, but a guy that's never going to let off the gas pedal. And similar to what I was just talking about, with Calvin Gastelum in the main event against Jared Kennanier. I feel similarly with Clay Guida. I think Clay Guida can can kind of handle the wrestling, win some of the striking exchanges, and then look to win this fight late. Marco Manson has struggled with cardio in, in two of his three UFC fights. So yeah, I certainly Guida probably gets taken down a couple of times early in this fight, but I certainly believe Value uh, is on Clay Guida because he, obviously he's the better overall mixed martial artist. He certainly has some wrestling that he can rely on, that uh, that unbelievable cardio. And even though he's 39 years old and, and, and he's been fighting in the UFC forever, I think he's looked great the last couple of times out. So certainly uh, I'm keeping an eye on Clay Guida as a possible pick uh, for an upset over o Madsen.
4: Jordan, let's go to the heavyweight fight. Chase Sherman, a uh, $2 favorite against Parker Porter. What, how would you play this
7: one? Yeah, I mean, I've certainly handicapped Chase Sherman uh, incorrectly uh, his last two times out. I thought he would get the best of Andre Orlovsky. He did not. Uh, but, but Parker Porter just just doesn't, you know, wow me in, a, in any way, shape, or form. He's one and one in his UFC uh, career. He got stopped by Chris Dalkis, who's a pretty big-time heavyweight prospect. Then won his last fight against a guy that's no longer in the UFC. But I just think activity. Activity. Maybe similarly to Clay Guida. similarly to Maybe it's a theme that i got going on for this UFC fight card. I, I think Chase Sherman just being an active heavyweight, a very athletic heavyweight, a guy that could take a punch to give two or three. Uh, I, I think even at a at $1.90 or $2, Chase Sherman just just has more athleticism, more in his tool bag uh, to, to best Parker Porter. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to believe in a stoppage in this fight. I think it could go to distance. So, you know, you're funny. You, you talk about a heavyweight fight going the over at a, at a round and a half or two and a half. But I think just Chase Sherman, his his athleticism, his overall game is enough uh, to get his hand raised over Parker Porter. So what? Uh, which
3: which bets did make your card for uh, for the fight night here, Jordan?
7: Yeah, as well as I mentioned, I, I've already played the uh, the under at four and a half against Cannonier for, uh, versus Calvin gasolin and I look, I can't stay away from Brandon Royval over uh, Alexander. <laughs> look, Brandon Royval is. I mean, look, he's been an underdog in his three UFC fights. He's won two of them, literally was really winning his, his third fight against Brandon Moreno until uh, an injury, and then, you know, he got stopped. Uh, but the, the dude is just chaos in the cage. And, yeah, uh, Pantoja's a guy that's a title contender, probably better everywhere. But a slick submission, I would not be surprised, even against a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. So I certainly like playing Brandon Royval as an underdog because he's cashed before. And, and Vince Michel over Austin Hubbard, I think, is another smart play. Harvard struggled with those grinders, those grapplers, those guys that won't tire. So Pichel also a play in my in my card already, especially at that near pick-em price.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that is a that's a probably one people are scratching their heads about. So I'd like to hear that again. If you want to follow him on the Twitter machine at WoodOn1063, and again, you should. All around good guy, Jordan Sherwood. Thanks, buddy.
7: All right, guys. Always a pleasure.
3: So, we are looking still at 10 to nothing. Um, and we are, uh, I mean, look, we, we looked at the we looked at Patrick Mahomes' pick. It was actually pretty bad. Yeah, it,
4: was, uh, it one was pretty horrible. It was one of those where he was rolling out to his right and Mahomes made a throw that, look, only Patrick <laughs> Mahomes would have attempted that throw. The right. sidearm rolling out of bounds and it got picked. By the way, run to Shane Bouchelle part of the night for kansas city now so chad yes. Henney. chad henny got his work in one drive one touchdown and that was more than enough for Henney uh oh, tonight
5: it sounds like it's a good time to welcome in the next wave of constant backup <laughs> quarterbacks like shane buchelle <laughs> is going to see a lot of uh pre time in his career i have a feeling i
3: don't know if he'll hang around with enough you know enough, enough <laughs> you roster yeah yeah you know enough rosters the, to, to do that
5: I, I will say Mahomes, that's a pass He's never making in the regular season. Probably it not. Was, you know, it was one of those. I <laughs> mean, maybe not, but
3: like coming off that Super Bowl, I, I don't know, man. Like, what do you? You know, coming off that Super Bowl, you want to be running for your life and throw that pass, and that's going to be. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I understand. It just seems like uh, let's, let's not let's not make poor decisions here. Like you know, <laughs> begin the, the season. Are you are you, seeing,
5: are you saying Patrick Mahomes got something to prove at the beginning of the season?
3: Cheney's the better quarterback now, right? Uh, listen, there's a legitimate <laughs> quarterback battle in Kansas City, <laughs> and he needs to win this thing. Like it's uh, the Cincinnati Washington game still at six to three. Oh, yeah, no, the Bengals driving are driving me, though. But the Bengals are
5: driving on the arm of Brandon Allen, who has played the whole game. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've they've almost doubled up their yardage on this one drive from the first half. Uh, yeah, they are at a hundred total yards. It's two twenty-five to hundred in total yardage in this game. Washington with uh, with the more. And, and, and I should mention
3: when I said that Cincinnati wasn't playing their start, I mean obviously Joe Burrow is not playing. It does. Uh, yeah, Joe Mixon did get a few snaps. Uh, he got two carries. He got one catch. They also they did play uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, you know Auden Tate, all that. So I, I misspoke when I said that Cincinnati didn't play their start. They did play some of their starters. So um, you know it didn't it didn't equal anything, but. It was, they were out there. Well, hey, getting some good exercise at least, man. Who's going to win the golf tournament, Truman Kelly? Picks. Tell everybody who's going to win the golf tournament. Justin Thomas because I
7: need an outright winner.
3: It would be it's amazing been if Justin Thomas did. I think that's the greatest way for us to go out. The George nightcap Seamus is up Power. next with <laughs> Tim Burke and George Seamus Power. And Sean King, stick around.